0: Hi, and welcome to our Fourth Universalist service video. My name is Ember Kelly, and I'm the Director of Religious Education here at the Fourth Universalist Society. Thanks so much for joining us. What follows are selections from our service on May 16th, 2021. This was a special service of our Music Sunday where we take time to enjoy a little bit more music, but also to reflect on the meaning of music in our lives and in our congregation's life. In this video, you will hear the reading as well as the reflection. And following that, I hope that you'll join myself and Sean Mays, our Director of Music, for a lively discussion where we'll go deeper into our service theme together. You're invited to check out this in both video and audio form, this podcast. Each week, it's posted on our website, our Facebook, our YouTube, Instagram, and all of your favorite podcast streaming sites. In fact, we recently discovered that our application to have our podcast listed on Amazon uh, was approved. And so if we understand right, you should be able to ask Alexa to play the 4th View Dimension podcast. If you like what you see, we hope that you will give us a positive review. The likes, the subscribing, the comments, the shares, these all help to spread 4th Universalist media further. Thank you again for watching, and we turn now to our reading.
1: This morning's poem is by the American poet, Walt Whitman. That music always round me. It was published in the Whispers of Heavenly Death section in Walt Whitman's last edition of Leaves of Grass, 1891 to 1892. That music always round me, unceasing, unbeginning, yet long untaught, I did not hear. But now the chorus I hear and I am elated, a tenor, strong, ascending with power and health, with glad notes of daybreak I hear, a soprano at intervals sailing buoyantly over the tops of immense waves, a transparent bass shuddering lusciously under and through the universe, the triumphant tutti, the funeral wailings with sweet flutes and violins, all these I fill myself with. I hear not the volumes of sound merely, I am moved by the exquisite meanings. I listen to the different voices winding in and out, striving, contending with fiery vehemence to excel each other in emotion. I do not think the performers know themselves, but now I think I begin to know them.
2: A question to start us off. What is one of the first memories of music in your life? This is not a fact that I share all the time, but many people do not know that in his life prior to my arrival, my dad was a professional musician. This often comes as a shock to friends, especially those who know him, and especially uh, when I sometimes share a song that he recorded professionally. He gave up his musical career shortly after I was born. He was a singer and a performer who had released two large albums, the second of which would come after I arrived and was of course never of Madonna level fame but would point him towards substantial achievements such as features in billboard magazine and in posters throughout bus shelters and murals around our city at home in Toronto and across the states. An ongoing family joke these days is that even though his music career has long since passed over three decades, one can occasionally still see an album of his pop-up somewhere online without permission often somewhere halfway around the world, much to our surprise. One of the first memories I have of music was a song from his last album, which of course he used to sing around the house a great deal as I was a young child when he was fresh in the years of his post-musical life. One song on the album he used to play used to make me cry almost the moment I heard it. And not the sort of cry that you feel coming on slowly, this type of almost visceral, unexplained crying that comes from deeper within, from your your inside out and and shakes your body. He used to react in disbelief with my mother. Why does he cry like this every time he hears this song? He would say, and he was right. I didn't know why as a child, particularly as I, I was old enough to understand the lyrics and there was nothing sad about them at their essence. And yet, without fail, if it came on, there I was, a mess. I'm sure he was unable to listen to that song for years because of me. And as an adult and professional musician now, I can identify that I often have a similar experience with songs that happen to be in the same key as the song was, regardless of their obvious content. It's bizarre to think that something in one key over another, although so subtle, can shift our mood so drastically. I go back to this memory often because I think it reminds me of, and it speaks to the power of music in our existence. The way that sound is the essence of our existence and how it is by nature, nothing more than vibration and how this could move us in ways that we can't always describe or, or truly understand all of the time. We all know this. We all resonate with a time in our lives when we've heard a song or that song that for the life of us, we we cannot shake off of our brains. And yet the combination of notes and the creation of those notes as unique as they are and always will be in one singular creation of a song or a piece are still the same vibrations we feel all the time that make us human physically as well as a collective of vibrating, moving particles. The fullest scope and depth of the power of music is, I believe, truly indescribable. Think back to the Whitman for a moment, that music always round me, unceasing, unbeginning. I don't seek to hyperbolize often, but when you actually stop and think about it, I think that music is, is quite exceptional as far as human understanding is concerned. Where words fail, Music speaks, as goes the quote from Hans Christian Andersen. As human beings, there are few other external sources in our existence that we can all equally connect with as much as we can with music. Now, that's not to say that human existence around the world all enjoys the same type of music. We all know that's far from the truth. But the principles of musical enjoyment, rhythm, and harmony, and pulse and dynamic depth, and consonants, these are all things that we understand at a real close personal level. It lives within us. It's our ability to understand our external world, and it would be a shortcoming to not share at this point that all nature and audible noise is indeed a form of music as well. We carry our internal pulses and rhythms with us from the day we enter this earth until the day we leave it our heartbeat and our breath being the most present of which, which find natural increase and decrease as we pace through our lives. And our hearing comes early in our sense development and is supposedly the last thing to go when we die. Any of us who have sat with somebody at a hospital bed have often been told that while other senses might be diminished, they are often able to hear us and understand, even if they can't express that back. And music, also has that ability to make us move between worlds of emotion in our own bodies. And culturally, we have notions around happy versus sad sounding music in our Western ideals, but similar combinations of notes also play the reverse effects in other cultures, still achieving the same emotional spectrum, but in a different rearrangement. I find that fascinating. And I think about all of these enormous considerations being the director of music here at 4th U and, I consider how they factor into our role in worship. It is so often that I get the comments, which I love to hear, about how much a piece of music has meant to someone in our service. How much it has struck a note, if I may use the phrase, of accord, or of remembrance, or of satisfaction, release, understanding. I'm sure it's of no surprise to any of us then that when I say I I truly believe that music itself is a spiritual act. If you Google spiritual, you get the description of, quote, relating to or affecting the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things, end quote. Well, I think that's music right there. Sure, we, we might feel it physically as well, but something also shifts from the physical to the metaphysical when we have that piece of music that clicks just the right way. I've had a long journey now of of church work through numerous congregations, and I have always enjoyed that as my musical tastes have developed and grown, so has my spiritual side as well, always hand in hand. My love of new tastes of music has always coincided with a genuine curiosity to know more about life and what I am doing here, and moreover, how I can help to make music a transformative experience in people's lives. I've been fortunate to have numerous platforms to enable an access to music for others throughout my life so far, not limited to my church work, but also in my love and work as an educator, as many of you will know, and very presently in my work as a theater musician and music director, of which many of you also know I do external from 4th U. I've wondered why I resonate so much with doing this, but I think it is for many of the same reasons. Funny enough, Theatre and church have many similarities. They both help us tell and understand stories about ourselves and one another for a deeper understanding of our world and how we function in it. And they both generally seek to do this through a vehicle of compassion and human connection. I very much believe that theatre is a sacred experience. A good friend of mine uh, in the industry calls the stage the altar because of how important it is that the work we perform upon it reflect positively on humanity. And this is true for our church work as well. Now, consider all of this when you use music to execute these ideas. It's immensely powerful. For me, it is about music being the ultimate connector of human souls and understanding that draws me nearer and nearer to the work that I do a sentiment which I believe truly that we all share here at 4th U. Currently, I'm coming to you from Finland, a fact that might be a surprise to some of us on this call. I've been here for the last two months working as music supervisor on a locally produced new production of the musical Come From Away, which many of you may know uh, by the Broadway version in New York and of course now touring around the world. Listening to and helping shape music and finish every day has been a fascinating experience in and of itself. But what it has reinforced to me is the power of music to connect us across literally worlds and oceans, to speak stories, to share kindness and empathy of humanity, as this story of the kindness of people following the days of 9-11 does so well. And to make us feel, we need that more than ever in our world right now. We need songs such as what kind of world as we heard earlier in our service that inspire us to dream of better tomorrows. We need songs like what the world needs now to remind us of the power of love and songs of the soul that encourage community and comfort me which we'll hear shortly that teach us all of compassion for one another. Thinking back to my theater work here presently I'm amazed that I could sit in a theater and listen to these songs in a language I will never understand and still be moved to tears, still be connected to the spiritual and the otherworldly. That's the music I want to create. And that's the music that I want us to continue to foster in our musical life here at 4th U. I know it means as much to you all as it does to me. And it's even an honor to bring that experience to our community. And that throughout all of our lives, no matter where our paths take us, the music we create together is a blessing, because it will always unite us, even if we are apart. As in the words from our opening text, no nights are dark, no days are long, while in my heart there swells a song, and I can sing. Blessed be and all men. Sean, it's so great to get to sit down with you today likewise, thanks for having me amber yes uh, so what a
0: what a special service. I really appreciate you having a great book also for for me to get to share for the time for all ages it makes makes my life a little bit easier when I'm not necessarily the most versed in music books
2: it's uh i i it's a book that i you know we we've had in the house for a while and i it's it's i a I don't know if "classic" is the right word, but it's certainly one of the books, children's books on music. So I really love it, and thank you, thank you for share, sharing it today. Yes, it was just a, a really powerful
0: service overall. I really appreciate the way that we got to, you know, sit down and just enjoy music, but also think about music as a congregation. It, my from from a, I, I don't know if I can really call myself a newcomer anymore as I approached the end of my first year. I don't think but, uh, at this point. <laughs> but as a newer, as, as the, the newest uh, hire, um, I, I feel like we are a congregation that, that enjoys music, that cares deeply about music. So it feels to me like it, it makes sense for us to have a special like music-focused Sunday. Well, what do you think? As someone who's been here for a little while longer, what, what is music to Fourth Universalist?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think I would agree with you in that music is certainly a massive part of, you know, the congregational life and the spiritual life of the church for sure. Um, it, it's a truly as, as in most congregations, it's, I think it's a vehicle for, for, you know, exploring the themes that we, that we look to, uh, explore every single week, you know, that's, that's the way we try and treat it as well Is that it, it coincides with the message and helps us to explore that message and think more deeply about it. Um, And hopefully at some range of the music evokes a different range of emotions that can, can align, you know, in different spots in the service, you know, we're trying to build that arc of it throughout as we explore the theme and move through the theme emotionally as well. Um, And I always hear that from people. People are always so, so there isn't a week that goes by where I, I don't get a comment about thank you so much for this song or for the music. And and so, so I, I appreciate that. And I appreciate knowing that we have a community of music lovers, truly.
0: Well, and as an educator, you know, I naturally maybe think about the, the different learning styles. But I, I think that applies when you think about music and a service that some people, maybe a song is going to help touch them about a
2: specific topic. Uh, when maybe listening to Reflection just, just won't. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we, yeah, we know, yeah, numerous types of learning styles and, you know, and certainly that um, to be a, an, an auditory understander, you know, is, 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 is huge and, and um, yeah, and might, you know, but also how that can translate differently just hearing text versus hearing something tied to music. Um, And, and that's, you know, that's scientific as well. We know our our, our brains. um, That's why people will, will say sometimes, you know, it's easier to memorize a song lyrics to a song than it is to just memorize a poem or something, because there's, there's a rhythm that um, our brain uses to try and shift music into you know our, our brains think of of music as a, a a method of um speech as well you know that's that's the way it t- tries to process with it so so it's interesting to see that sometimes that will that will translate you know and, and that you know it's like oh yeah sometimes that's that's the way to communicate something you know to get the message across so to speak
0: right. well I, I know as somebody who has done two graduate school degrees that the music was really what helped make me helped make it through all of that studying all of that very intense amount of studying is um in particular uh let's see the the rent soundtrack uh, i feel Uh, like oh yeah as as a as a young lgbt kid in conservative seminary you know i have to have something that felt a little bit more progressive or uh sweeney todd you know for for having, you know, songs about um, murder to get to yeah. in there. Um, or Les Mis is, of course, always a, a good go-to for, for a good musical soundtrack.
2: All good uh, that's, selections. That's all my, good. Study, my, study, my study tunes. Right across the board right there, but all, all good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever it takes to help with the studying. That's but not... I mean, it, it transforms
0: the study experience, but like music, as you reflected on in The Reflection, uh, is like, can be a very transformative experience. What are, um, some
2: ways that you've seen that in like your own life and in your own work? Yeah, it's interesting. I think about that all the time. I mean, I guess in different ways, you know, um, sometimes it's, it's the arc of someone's life. Sometimes it's a moment, you know, of, of somebody realizing, that they, they want to have this as a part of their life. Maybe it's not their entire life. You know, I mean, I, I, I mentioned this, the service as well as about being, you know, being a, a, an educator and being a, a, a theater musician and, and director and, and then a church musician for years. And they, they all help all, all of, I think my role in all of them is helping people access music in a way that they can kind of take it back to their own life and say, right, what do I want to do with this? Right. And so when I was in a classroom, you know, you know that not every student who studies with you is going to do music as their career. Of course that's, that's never going to happen. But, but overwhelmingly what I always thought was interesting was how, you know, this is one of the saddest things for why, you know, when we have arts programs cut in school, because it's like, well, yes, we need science and we need, you know, math and we need, we need all all of those, um, those types of courses, but, you know, certainly as far as the arts are concerned, you know, you, you look at countries where arts education is mandatory and, and, and you see a massive difference in terms of how those societies are structured, right? You, you see those societies are structured in a way that, 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 that boils down to the principles of what the society believes in, right? You, you, if you teach an entire generation of people, to, to um, engage with the arts and that the arts, you know, help us to access emotion and, and access uh, a better existence for ourselves. Then, then you create a sci- a society where you, you live that out and, and not in just some sort of fluffy way, but you actually say, right. Okay. Well, h- how do we ensure everybody's got access to, you know, equal, equal rights to, to, um, to healthcare, to, to, you know, to financially all of those things. Right. And, and it, it sounds so, it sounds so massive in a weird way to say, Oh, it all ties back to the arts. But again, it, it's, it's, it's in that balance of, of people's lives. So I always thought about that massively as a teacher. And I, I think it, it says the same thing, you know, in theater, it's, it's the same thing, Um, you know, because otherwise you just kind of have to say, well, well, why are you doing this then? Right. You really have to, to, to believe in that. And I, I do, I do believe that people can come to, the theater or they can listen to a piece of music and, and that it, it can it can transform them, even if it doesn't um, it doesn't change. They don't go off and they say, OK, I'm going to become a pianist now. You know, that's not the point, even even if it means that somebody, you know, takes home a CD and they listen to it with their family and that changes you know, someone else's life and, and, and it brings them joy and, or, you know, or release in some way. That's, you know, that's then for me, that's, that's a job. That's the job done for sure. So as,
0: as you were sharing today, you revealed that surprise, you've been streaming from uh, Finland for, for quite some weeks Uh, And and acknowledging that we have a a good handful of members who have maybe joined or just become much more active in the time uh, since we've moved into the digital world in this last year. um, Would you want to give maybe an elevator pitch of who is Sean is who is the man behind our music
2: the man the myth the legend oh my um. lord I wouldn't go that I wouldn't go that far on especially on record but <laughs> no you know I, I I think I like to think of myself as um you know where I can be a channel for people to to access um access music and and art and um to to better themselves through it I mean on a, a very practical sort of um you know list uh, approach to it i you know i i work as a a i work in theater as a music director um as a conductor uh you know i it's um i work as an educator in arts i work as a um of course as a you know a, a spiritual leader in our community um and all of those things you know there's a, those are umbrella terms in the biggest form you know in in my work in theater and outside in music i i i conduct, I arrange, I orchestrate, um, you know, and, and, uh, and and I compose and I'm glad for all of those different outlets, because again, they're just different ways that you can access it. And, and something you do in one realm might not reach people in another, but, but you might reach them in another. So I, you know, for me, that's, that's what it's about. And, and, and I, I think I find that for, for me, uh, I, in terms of who, who I am, you know, I, I, I like to think I'm a person that believes, um, in the power of music to heal and I'm a person that, that, um, finds true, uh, satisfaction out of, out of people being, you know, having, having a positive experience if I, if I can work with people and, and make people feel good, I think that's, that's, that's the end of the, you know, the, for me that that's it, you know, it's, it's um and there's too many circumstances in life where that's, that's not the case. Right. Um, we, we all have those moments where we've encountered some body that we're like, Oh, that wasn't as positive as I'd like it to be. And, hmm. and you know, I, I, I don't love that. I, I, you know, it sounds, it sounds again, a bit fluffy, but I, I do genuinely think that, through your work you can you know we all have different ways of bringing our best to the world in our work and and that's 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 me and in whatever musical form i can find it in for sure well
0: uh for our rapid fire round we'll we'll, we'll give it a formal name here um uh, (laughs) i want to keep the the getting to know you wish is coming (laughs) so we we um, you shared obviously the story about your dad's music and about how mm-hmm. meaningful that was to you. What is maybe uh, if you had to uh, what would be a memory that was cut for time in the, in the reflection today another really high up there favorite musical
2: memory oh boy, I mean, you know there's so many and and I guess i I'm, I'm lucky because i you know i i didn't everybody thinks especially you know for me as a pianist um who you know playing piano. You know I, I didn't start when I was like five so but I, I you know I, I came to it later but but the difference of that was I always was surrounded by music as a child right um, as much as a result of my dad's involvement from it but also you know just just coming from a family that loves music my mom loved music she sang all the time um, even sometimes when you know we would jokingly beg her not to um, in the most love possible uh, but you know, everybody, we, we have lots of lots of people in our family who, you know, we, we've music at all, you know, family gathers the, the whole like so it's, it's always been a big part of life. I think some of like, those early memories of music actually are some of the most fond and most hilarious. And, um, you know, just in terms of your your development, I remember one time, um, where we were really when I was, I was, she's like, I think five, maybe five, or maybe six. And I remember um, we used to live uh, outside of the city. It, it, I'm from Toronto, but we used to live outside the city in the country. And I remember once um, my my parents had, it still do, um, but at the time and listen to it more, had a massive vinyl collection. And so as a kid, you know, I would, I would paw through them and, and put on records and listen to different stuff and become familiar with the music that they had grown up with and, you know, that they had listened to recently and stuff. And, and that's how, yeah, you know, that's how we listened to it at the time as well as a kid. And, and um, yeah, I mean, I remember once putting on an album of just the power of loving music so much, right. I remember once putting on an album and I played a song. I can remember this. I can remember the album too. It was, it was an album, um, Evelyn King for, for any listeners who, who might be um, you know, who might have a good soul, a uh, soul streak, um, Evelyn Champagne King. And it was a tune of hers. And I played that song probably 200 times in a row. I just kept lifting the needle and replaying it, replaying it. And I remember at one point my mother, literally stormed out of the house because she just could not take it and it's one of the most I've never anyone if you knew my mother you would know that that is the most uncharacteristic thing of her you know or she just kind of said I need some space I need time and she left and I was like what did I do as a young you know as a young kid because I didn't realize but I, I love I love thinking about that because it was just you know it's weird right we all do that we get to moments and we just like love and listen to music repeatedly um so i i, I think that's like a telling one for me but mm-hmm. just you know me- tons of memories of my dad singing in the house growing up um listening to the radio trying to fi- as a kid trying to listen to a song hearing a song come on and trying to figure out what the song was because it was before you know you had to try and listen to- up. <laughs> You either had to listen through like five or six songs until they would say the song name, or you or you'd start at the beginning, you know, and 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 sometimes you'd try and listen to the same station for days at a time to try and catch a song over and over again, right? It was just, you know, or you'd sing it to them, you know, to parents or something and siblings and, and be like, What was this? you know. So those are those are kind of fun fun memories I I have certainly in terms of like the seeds being planted for what I didn't realize would would become a life in in music and moving in that direction.
0: Gosh, while well, while the digital world makes it really easy to discover new music, there really is something about like the the physical like putting on a vinyl or like I remember my dad putting in a new tape uh, in particular. Yes um he was a big van halen fan
1: yes. uh, this is 80, 80s
0: rock um when when eddie van halen died last year i made sure to check in on him yeah. Um, yeah. and uh gosh the uh, uh rems losing my religion oh, he, yeah he would yeah. play that incessantly and my mom would warn that you know it was going to lead me away from religion yet here i am uh, working at a church so yeah, there's uh, the path is long right you know we, uh, yeah in and out um, that's funny yes but no you know there was something about having those the, the yeah. physical things that uh, while I love being able to like play songs on on streaming for my kids like that I miss like being able to put in like a or go buy a CD from you know argue argue with my parents about whether I could yes. get the uncensored version of a, of a CD <laughs> as a teenager
2: Um, just you know it's so true and it's there's something about the physical I mean I I still have so many of my cvs and tapes from you know and like there's something about that the physicality of it too and that you you know we we listened to music differently because you know like I remember that like you got a tape like I remember begging my parents for tape when I was a little older and being like, I really, you know, like this was, I just really want to tape from this band. And so you, you listened to that entire tape and you found the songs you liked, and then you'd rewind to them and, you know, you'd, you'd find those spots and then play them out. But like you, you really got to, you got to know the works of an entire, of a band or an artist um, in a way that you just, you don't have to engage like that anymore. Right. You know? And so I think it's rare, like finding artists that we love to, um, Love in, in, in for a lot of their music, I think, as well, not just one song, but no, we're like, I love a lot of their stuff. That's that's a tougher thing these days for sure. Well, I think
0: that leads us well into our final two quickfire questions here. All right, here um, we go. What so, so let's say you were stranded in Finland instead of on a desert island, uh, <laughs> with only a tape with only five songs on it. We'll, we'll keep the tape theme. Uh, and that was all the music that you could listen to. It was these five songs on this tape. What, what five songs would you would you pick right in this moment?
2: Goodness. That, that question would change day to day for sure. I, I think I could say, I mean, I would probably try and pick something genre-wise through mm-hmm. different genres because I think that's how I would decide. I would try and I think I would pick something i'd I'd pick some sort of piece of of soul or funk music of its time i i would pick a classical piece probably something symphonic um i would pick i think an organ piece because that's a Mm. big part of of you know my musical my musical journey as well um probably something that's you know that's like rock like probably a good a good rock tune, um you know and then maybe a wild card for the last one and see where it where it took me but that's a hard of you know that's a hard one I can I can think of pieces that come to the top of my brain but it's um you know certainly I have go-to's but I I I, I don't know you know honestly there's there's just so much possibility and and i've always you know i've always found that oh and i and one and the last one would be a theater song for sure something something from a piece of theater you know i I, it's it's such a it's it's like trying to choose which of your kids you love more i think i would imagine you know i don't i don't have kids of course but i i i would i would imagine that's that's very much what it's like okay well
0: i'll let you off the hook for giving just genres this one this one has to be a specific one for this question okay. is there an an artist recently that you've discovered recent like more recently uh, who's really just been like some some new music that you've discovered recently that's been powerful for you or just meaningful uh, for you
2: yeah I mean i I've been spending it's it's recent ish um I've been spending a lot of time um I, I, I've, I've just finished a, a book that's going to publication at the end of the, towards the, at the beginning of the fall. Oh, thank you. And um, it's, it's exciting. It's a book about um, Black practitioners in theater and music who are working in Britain in the first half of the 20th century, um, which when I started off on it was like, oh, is this going to be a cool topic? And it's like by far one of the coolest things I've ever explored in my life. And, um, and, and I'm really, really happy and glad to have been in this realm to to be able to kind of find out who these people are and be doing some you know some of this recovery work and um it's 50 years of like awesome black artistry you know that spans literally a a 50 years of of the music at the start of it you know i've been listening to songs from 1903 that are like theater pieces that you know are basically ragtime at this stage in the game you know, to moving through into the development more of blues and, and into jazz and, and, um, and swing and, you know, and so, so like, and then to, to get to like 1950 and be like, Oh wow. Like, listen how, how far music has come. Right. Um, And so, yeah, so that's, that's been a really cool thing for me lately, just like finding out who some of these, these people were and, and, and rediscovering a lot of their music that, again, even like most, a lot of it doesn't even exist in recording form these days. Um, But the ones that do exist, you know, or those moments have have been really cool, Um, because it's it's literally like stepping into a time machine, right. And I feel like that with music, you know, when you listen to a piece of music, there's something about knowing that like, so many ears, it's existed inside of so many ears and brains. Mm-hmm. um before before it's reached yours you know and so I, I find that really cool and I find that a um yeah in and of itself it's kind of like it's a sacred experience right it's it's storytelling through generation um you know particularly if that story gets buried and then has to be refound much in the way that that the, a lot of these have been um yeah so I think that's are, what I'd offer there, on that today
0: are there any names of artists from the, that survey that, that people could look up to Oh, to boy. give a listen
2: to themselves yeah i mean there's so i mean um the, the i mean even just naming some of the people from the book in terms of people i've 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 been exploring like some names are more familiar um some names that we have are which are more familiar are like folks like louis armstrong and cab calloway and it's been great to dive into some of that stuff some are a little bit less familiar early early or some of this early music is um one um conductor and composer um who's pretty big American figure, but might not be very well known to many people whose name was Will Marion cook was big in theater. um, Also composed, you know, much classical music as well. And and, um, was an accomplished artist of his own right at the top of the century Um, different folks like Alberta Hunter and, and, um, and, uh, and, and some of these folks who, who um, uh, you know, we're doing Ken Johnson is another one I've spent a lot of time with. He he was a big, um, big player in the UK swing, uh, build of UK, uh, swing music as well. Um, yeah. So I think that those are, those are a few of the names that I would, I would, I would leave us with always a start too.
0: I mean, it always helps to get a good start. Um, so Sean,
2: thank you so much for sitting down. This has been great to get to dive a little deeper into this with you. Yeah. Thanks, Ember. Likewise. Yeah, it's great. And, um, Yeah. I hope everybody enjoyed the service this morning. It was, it was fun to put together.